Really happy to host this podcast alongside with Manish just to talk about university life in general and how it's going here at Warwick. So let's get into it. Firstly, uh, Deepan, the holidays. We had a nice long holiday. I think it's one of the last long holidays we're going to have as economic students. Um, obviously, next year we have a long internships. The year after that, it's thinking about work. How, what did you get up to the holidays? Yeah, honestly, I didn't know the holidays was around three months before actually entering it. So I didn't realize how much time I had. So. Well, first I went to America for a month, so that was great. I got to go throughout the entire West Coast. So I stayed in California for a bit, then explored LA and then Las Vegas and also the Grand Canyon as well. And what I really found was that there was a lot of cultural differences between the US and UK that I particularly enjoyed in the US. So there's a lot more entertainment there, a lot more fun. And it was a really great time to relax when I was in the US. Do you, do you think you'd live there long term? It's a big question. I know people decide they like UK, they like US. I'll be completely honest. It's so expensive in America. You can see, you can see the price of, let's say, like even a McDonald's meal is probably ten dollars there. So, uh, unless you're a really rich guy, I personally wouldn't recommend going into the US. Unless you, of course, earn money in the future, then the US is a fantastic place. What about you, Manish? Have you been? Yeah, I mean, I had a good holiday. I think. I mean, I think probably opposed to you, I did know it was going to be one of our last big holidays. So I wanted to sort of really pack it in with, with a lot of good fun. Um, had a couple of amazing holidays. Went to um, South Africa for the first time. Went to Kenya as well, where I've got a lot of family there. And it was brilliant. I mean, honestly, the lifestyle there, it's just so chilled it, 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 I think I prefer it to hear uh, food quality amazing I think that, that kind of shocked me how good the quality of the food is I think because they sort of locally source a lot of their ingredients um, it's also quite cheap as well so you're sort of buying really nice quality food and you're not spending so much money honestly it's one of the best feelings um, yeah and I also got to go on a little trip to Italy as well really nice got to see Lake Como yeah wonderful stuff um, okay let's let's get to the podcast I think the topic of today's podcast was really to sort of give you freshers that are listening uh, an insight into what life is like at Warwick and also the sort of transition from school to university because it is a very different lifestyle. Um, you're required to do a lot of different things. The, your independence level is very different. So we just want to help you guys sort of transition into that life. Uh, but before we get ahead with that, we've got a couple of announcements. Firstly, Deepan? Sure, so I'll go ahead. So first we'll be announcing that we'll be opening applications for junior editors. So that will open on the 16th and then you'd, the applications will close on the 23rd. So that gives you exactly a week to apply for this. It's a great opportunity for those, especially in the first year to get to know what the assumptions department does so just in summary first you get to work on the podcast so you'll be talking about lots of different economic topics economics life and university in general so that's also an amazing opportunity to put on your cv for example that you worked on lots of collaborative projects we also have half termly magazines looking at different economic topics and we might also go for a termly theme approach so we've got climate change ai political economics there are so many topics that we can cover within assumptions and it's a great place for those who are interested in economic journalism to really explore their writing styles and economics and also we'll be announcing a new event as well so this will be an event for students who are interested in study abroad so this event is a partnership with the University of Monash and this is in Australia so this will have members from both the departments at the University of Warwick and University of Monash and gives the students an idea of what it's like to study abroad and first in terms of the social aspect so for example if you're a British student looking to live in Australia for a year or if you're an Australian student looking to live in the UK for a year so and as well as that you also get to to hear about the entry requirements so what grades do you need in your first year in order to qualify for a year abroad but also what the studying requirements will be in Australia for example how many lectures and seminars you need to attend how many hours do you need to clock in so any all of that information will be on the zoom session so this will be Tuesday 9:30 next week in the morning and it will be on zoom and it's mainly it's mainly for first years but also second year students as well looking to study in a year abroad perfect okay we're going to take a break now and after the break we're going to be discussing any advice we have for you guys transitioning from school to university.
And I dash, you know that's the motto. She's driving me, I'm inside her motto. Your host now feels like I just won the lotto. Touching me, she feeling my muscle. I spend time with you, I'm posing my hustle. Both something in my cup, me and you are a couple. Bad man, but sometimes I wanna cuddle. I know you got your reasons, yeah. I know the meaning. I know you're still healing, baby. But you're still appealing. Hope you don't think I'm reaching. But I got feelings to the ceiling And I'm still in my feelings, yeah You know you're very well seasoned I know you got your reasons, yeah I know the meaning I know you're still healing, baby But you're still appealing Hope you don't think I'm reaching But I got feelings to the ceiling And I'm still in my feelings, baby You know you're very well seasoned Looking for a student job? Join UniTemps now and find out about the upcoming positions and opportunities for you. 
Earn while you learn as UNITEPS offers many student jobs on and off campus. Also partnering with local businesses around the University of Warwick, you can find jobs that can develop and expand your CV. Many of us at RAW have used the huge range of roles UNITEMPS provides. Hi, I'm Ryan, RAW's Head of Production, and I work at the Sports and Wellness Hub as a ledger attendant. Hi, I'm Saskia, I'm a graduate from Warwick, and I used to work at the Radcliffe and Scarman as a food and beverages assistant. Offering work in retail, hospitality and events, UniTemps even offers graduate roles and internships, so it's never too late to apply. Go to the website or visit their offices at Scent House to find out more. Look out for the new UniTemps offices coming soon to the ground floor of the SU. Okay, welcome back everyone. Uh, now we're going to discuss some tips for transitioning from, univer- uh, from school to university. We're going to start off this section with sort of more academic tips and then we'll get to some maybe the more social side of life later. Um, yeah, we put this together down. We'll just sort of discuss through it. The first one we've got here is just about staying organised. Um, 
Deepan, do you want to hear us off? Yeah, sure. So um, I would say that I'm a very organized person and I really, like <laughs> to use, I really like to use software, to be fair, to look at what I'm doing throughout the day and make sure that my week ahead is structured. So what I like to do um, is actually inspired by the Economics Google Calendar, of course. So Yeah, they got Matthew Murray's Google Calendar. Yeah, yeah, amazing calendar. And so what I do every, every week is that I make sure I get my week planned ahead. So well, with the Google Calendar, especially what I can do is you can block out slots or what, for what you have. So you can put in your lectures, your seminars, any society events that you have in your weekly schedule just so that when you look ahead you have a plan of what you want to do for the week and then make sure that you're basically adaptable for any events that you have and in terms of studying itself one tool that I particularly use is Notion so Notion is an online software platform and you can load this on both your phone and your laptop and many other devices and there you can organize your studies so you have lots of study planners uh, habit journals um, even internship planners there are so many kind of templates that you can use at Notion just to make sure that you're planning your studies well you can add in your resources there as well and you can also combine OneNote with Notion so OneNote is especially a place where you can upload your PDFs that you learn from your economic lectures on there and especially if you have a pen as well you can write on your notes into your laptop and it makes it so much easier for you to look back through your notes especially when you're doing exams just to make sure that you've taken your notes correctly and you really understand them, the content you're going through yeah and I think I mean one big thing guys when you're listening I mean, there isn't one way of doing things, all right? And you're going to learn that just as you did at school when you learned how to revise, whether you like sort of making uh, big mind maps or you like using flashcards, you're going to find the same way to study at university and everyone around you is going to be do- doing, doing different things. So don't worry if in the first few weeks you're not really sure how to go about your revision or how to go about your note-taking. Me, for instance, I sort of started off by making l- sort of big documents where I'd write up all the lecture notes uh, on, on a Google Doc, but then I realized later on that actually it would be more efficient for me to just use the slides, uh, just download the slides onto my iPad and then just annotate them on my notes app uh, to add any sort of specific details and you'll realize that some lecturers are different if you're doing a maths module you're gonna you're not gonna be many you don't have to write many notes down it'll be more about just sort of jotting some numbers down on the side if you're taking the history module then you're gonna have to write a lot more words um okay that's about staying organized second thing we want to speak about is just about attending all the orientation events so you guys have already had your first week at uni you already had some introduction events but we just want to say how how key they really were especially for us i think they were really important to sort of get familiar not only with the uh, campus and with the lecturers but also just to meet a lot of your a lot of your classmates School is very different. You know, you're in a classroom, you get to speak to everyone, it's a small group of 20 of you. When you're in a lecture with 500 people, you're not going to be able to meet every single person, but it's nice to just know their faces, to say hi to them, and that's where these orientation events are really useful. Um, I think one that we really enjoyed was actually that trading game, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, so I, I remember the trading game last year, so that was basically one of the first events where I got to see many of the economic students. So before actually attending the trading game and actually going to it, I met Manish, so we were in this Cry for Tunnels group chat, and there they were posting this economics trading game and they're like or oh, any economic students who wants to come along it'll be a great opportunity to meet your fellow students so i met managed through there for the very first time and we went together and it was it was great to talk about well, how we uh, we were living at university in general and then the actual trading games itself was something that's been really memorable memorable to me even now in fact so there it was a bunch of tables and a bunch of groups and then you had to sit in a random table that was allocated by the university of economics department and there you got to sit alongside with other economic students and then participate in a training game and also treasure hunt as well so we went around the University of Warwick where we went to look for different landmarks and there what I found really useful was that you get to see what Warwick is like as a campus so especially compared to let's say a lot of students who come from London a lot of those universities in London are very block and apartment based whereas with the University of Warwick is very village and campus based so there's lots of places you can explore so you have you have Piazza you have 
um, the gym, you have the sh- uh, all of the accommodations. So there are so many places to explore at Warwick that you really can't get to in your first time. So that orientation event was really useful for me. And I also got to meet my university lifelong mates out there. So I met Rory from the Econ Exec. I also <laughs> met Manish as well. And I'm actually living with them as well as two other people as well. And I'm also friends with a lot of people from the table. So Matthew's on the Econ Exec. I'm still friends with them too. And it's been such a great experience getting to know all of those people. Uh, everyone's so like-minded. Everyone is so enthusiastic and it makes you really excited to kind of uh, pursue economics at Warwick especially. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, it's probably quite rare. You're one of the only groups from that uh, from that game to sort of stick together. Uh, pretty good story you got there. Um, yeah, I think the next thing to speak about is just about utilising university resources. Um, one thing at school, it's very different. You have a teacher in front of you. You can just put your hand up, ask a, ask a question. At university, things can feel quite different because first, your lecturer is just so far away in the theatre. Uh, you don't really see them around campus. They're in their own office and you don't really go to that office unless you actually go and actively ask for help. And I think the main tip from us is that go out there and get that help. Uh, It may seem daunting. They may seem like they just don't want to speak to you, but they do. They're there to help and they do want to help. Uh, Make use of the office hours. Make use of those uh, advice and feedback hours, especially in term one, because when it gets to term three and you have lots of questions, those office hours get very busy very quickly. So if you have a question now, you know, deal with it now, because trust me, those office hours are going to get booked up in term three. Um, Dupan, I think you took the history module. Could you say about how you took, how you got help with that? Yeah, I would also advise that if you're looking, if you're taking the history module, whether you're doing an optional module as part of an other economics course, or if you're doing it as a compulsory module for L100, then I would definitely recommend talking to the professors about your history essay. So I think your first history essay that you would do in term one, it's already been covered by the optional modules and compulsory modules talk but I can also summarise it here so your first talk so so your first essay would be with a group so I did it with two other people who are actually on the econ exec right now so that was something that was pretty cool and then your second essay would be an individual essay both essays would be around 1,500 words if I'm correct and so 1,100 to 1,500 words and it's just looking at different periods of economic history and especially for those people who haven't done history at A-levels it might be something new talking about historical events and really analysing them and then bringing it back to economic theories so what you can do is especially in your first term you can talk to your history professors about it so Claudia Ray is someone who's really helped me with uh, my essays because she went through each of them in detail and especially with history there are so many essays that they need to cover they can't really give personalized feedback unless you go to those office hours so don't feel intimidated by actually talking to the teachers in person they'll give you so many good insights and it'll really boost up your grade in your first year and it's something you can really benefit from just to spend half an hour in there Perfect. Yeah, I think the next thing we'll speak about is just about balancing that course load because you've got modules, you get to choose when you want to take those modules and that choice can be quite daunting. You know, do you sort of offload uh, both those modules in the first term or do you balance across both terms? I think our tips, you know, in hindsight during the year, is just be mindful of your course load. Don't overload yourself with too many classes at once uh, and also consider the difficulty level of each course and of each module when planning your semester ahead. So for instance, I uh, took my industrial module in the first term and I took a management module in the second term um, and they sort of helped me split up my workload and make sure that I didn't was, I wasn't sort of forced to have too many classes at once. Also consider the fact that actually your core modules in your second term when you hit the macro and micro core modules, they do get a little bit harder in the second term. I think the work gets a bit more rigorous. You're going to 
have to sort of not fall behind too much whereas in the first term you can afford to sort of catch up because it's a lot theory based uh, so you can sort of catch up in the in the weeks after so yeah think about balancing your workload and I'd definitely like to add as well especially if you're looking to do a finance module don't just do it if everyone else is doing it I personally obviously I'm looking to get into a financial career so I looked into doing foundations of finance but I really personally struggled with it especially towards the business end of the module where you're tackling all of these other modules like microeconomics macroeconomics macro maths analysis stats and all of those so really make sure that the module you're doing is something that you particularly enjoy but also look at look at the year two and year three options and what the prerequisites are there for so don't follow the crowd and see what everyone else is doing and just do a module for the sake of it because this will really affect how you balance your course load and how you need to make sure that you do a module that you particularly enjoy just so that you can balance your workload easier and it doesn't really feel as stressful in your first year and especially because it's your first year as well and it doesn't count for your overall degree it's zero percent at least for l100 so make sure that you really don't stress yourself out in your first year and take the opportunity out to explore warwick as a whole yeah i know that's a big thing look we're spending a long time here giving you academic tips remember guys this is your first year it's zero percent it doesn't count and we'll get to later on a uh, sort of the more social side of warwick and how to make the most of that but one thing i will speak about is just finding those effective study habits uh in the first term and the second term you've got a bit of flexibility you don't have to find your study habits straight away because honestly there isn't too much studying to do across the first two terms when it comes to that third term you really want to have a good study habit and you want to have a good uh, study environment that you found that you like to work in uh, maybe a time of day that you like to work in what kind of people you want to be around do you want to be on your own do you want to be in a library with other people so yeah find that space uh, find those people that you like to working with and make sure you're using those active learning techniques whatever using your summarizing using the material using someone else to test your knowledge creating study guides in groups i think in that third term uh deep and myself and, and our friends we found it quite useful to sort of be in group environments we spend a lot of time in fab i really recommend fab actually there's a couple of good areas where there's some booths around the side and it stays quite quiet it's a nice area to sort of just have a bit of quiet time uh go through some questions maybe collaborate you could you could just sort of do it so like you know someone does question one someone does question two and then you sort of come back and you, and you reflect and mark it together i think we found that quite useful yeah, um, definitely and i think i'd also like to add as well so w- especially when you're studying in group environments don't personally don't be afraid if you want to study on your own so sometimes i like to study on my own just to make sure that i don't talk with other people and i really want to focus on what i'm doing especially if i have an exam at the next day so be don't be afraid to say no when you're working in a group environment because ultimately you've got to prioritize yourself when you're doing this degree course but then also it's a really great opportunity to learn how you study so because your first year doesn't count as i said before these habits that you form in first year will translate onto your second year so that you can spend your first year figuring out how effectively you study, what revision techniques you use and sort of stuff like that. So this will help you with your second year when you have lots more academically rigorous modules like econometrics, which is which I personally find really tough. But Yeah, we haven't <laughs> even begun yet, but it's looking... It's looking like a nightmare. Yeah, it's, lo- it's looking quite tough. But yeah, make sure the habits that you build in your first year translate onto your second year. So that will really help with your studies. Yeah, that's really good advice, Deepa. I think treat your first year like an experiment. Okay, it's things. It's, it's okay if things go wrong. You've got the whole year to sort of refine it. Maybe go, you know, one way, go another way. By the end of the year, hopefully after your exams, you found a study method that works for you. You found a good way to manage your time. You found a good way to sort of put your study time alongside your society's time, your sports time. And then that's what uni is all about, sort of balancing all the aspects of university. Okay, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we'll talk to you about how to take full advantage of life at Warwick outside of university.
introducing the Warwick History Hour, a brand new show in collaboration with the University of Warwick History Department. Each week we will interview a member of the History Department on their niche interest. And hello and welcome to the Warwick History Hour. My name's Izzy Bailey and this is my brand new show. The thing that kind of struck me is that the law and the way the law is practiced is inherently performative. There's stories that are told about how particular Peruvian dishes map out the country. And my professors go, is it the one who studies potatoes? And this year I was finally able to say yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Tune in each week or listen back on Spotify. Online on 12.51am. Looking for a bite to eat at the Warwick SU? Come by the food station for baguettes, burritos and nachos to tantalise your taste buds. There's even vegan options with a warm or cold meatless menu. Karaoke, pub grub and lager are on tap at the Dirty Duck. Latte link-ups at Curiosity, that quick break between classes. There's something to suit any taste and any budget. And if you've got a big night in the copper room, start it right at T-Bar with speciality cocktails. And student-friendly prices during bus stop hours. Come by the SU and see what we have to offer. Themselves out to be something takes a minute just to realize you don't know who you're loving. Like I switched the light from red to blue. Now all I can see of you is honeysuckle residue. In the back of my mind, I always knew this would never, ever, 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 ever last forever. Just cause you really don't care And I fell right down Down this hole Lift me out Take me home Cause I'm really not
Okay, welcome back everybody. So, all the other stuff that comes with moving to university, the social life, the activities, the sports, acing these things will certainly make your experience memorable and worthwhile. So, firstly, make sure you're getting involved. What does that mean? Well, it means joining all the student clubs and organizations that you even have a single bit of interest in. That could be obviously the economic society, the best society on campus, but also any cultural societies too. Maybe if you're, you know, from an Asian background, the ASOC, uh, from a European background, there's European societies, or even your country, I think there's a Spanish society as well, if you're Spanish. There is so much going on here at Warwick. Join those societies. Who knows? That might be where you meet your friends that you live with next year. You know, it doesn't have to be people from your course. So get out there. Put yourself out there and you're going to meet a lot of fun people. Uh, Deepan? And also as an economics student, I would say make sure you get yourself involved in internships or part-time jobs in economics-related fields. So I won't go personally too much into spring weeks. I yeah, he I loves talk, this stuff. I, I would talk ages and ages about it, but personally, I, I don't want to. Uh, the, the careers jobs, they're doing amazing with their spring week program, so I'd let them do their, I'd let them do their stuff. But in terms of what actual economics-related fields, there's so much to do with your economics degree. So obviously, we've got the fad here at Warwick that we're looking to get into investment and banking and all of those but apart from investment banking there's so many other careers so you've got policy research as well for example Bank of England have a first year summer internship that's really interesting and you've also got other sort of data analytics job as well political jobs as well working with political institutions like IMF uh, World Trade Organization and all of those so there's so many possibilities that you can pursue as an economic student so really take your time this year to really figure out what you want to do in terms of your future careers yeah and joining the economic society is the best way to do that I mean I'm just going to have a quick look at the back of Deepan's calls it here we have so many sponsors that are providing jobs for you guys whether that be at CRA IEA uh, CEPA Oxford Economics all these other uh, uh, jobs that aren't IB related economic consulting for instance these are jobs which are out there for you and the econsult will provide events sponsored events where you'll get to meet people from those firms okay next thing Staying healthy. Right. Now, this is something which obviously sounds obvious to you, but you can fall into a trend where actually you just kind of just forget to do exercise. Kind of, you have time for it in your schedule. Make sure you're putting time in your schedule. There's always time for it. Uh, get enough sleep. Eat well. Exercise regularly. That doesn't mean you have to get a gym membership. You don't have to do that. There are things like, such as we did last year, five-a-side football. Even just doing that every week. It just keeps you active. Honestly, keeps you happier. Uh, gives you something to do outside of just you know studying and, and, and partying even. Uh, I mean, partying is exercise as well, to be honest. You're going to a club. That's exercise. <laughs> in my opinion um, yeah and also manage your stress you know there are a lot of welfare services out there for you but yourself you can focus on your own relaxation techniques uh, meditation yoga whatever it might be yeah, deeper. Yeah, I think I think especially with sports as well, there's lots of competitive elements to it as well, and that can really get, keep your spirit up and your competitive spirit up as well. And especially with sports, you need to keep yourself energized. And especially if you, for example, towards the end of term where you have to work towards a lot of exams, it's still really important to keep your physical health up as well because you need to have that energy in order to be to, to be able to take an exam. Let's say you're spending two to three days just in your room, just cramming in studies. Even from a studying and academic point of view, a lot of the information you may cram into your head for maybe one or two days but you'll probably forget about it in the next few weeks so it's really important to keep your physical activity up as well just to make sure that your brain is functioning as, as well as it can do just so that you can absorb all of this information and be able to apply it in an exam situation yeah and if you're out there and you like sports but you don't play competitive sports remember economic society we have our own badminton football netball teams uh, there were trials this week but if you're really eager to get involved and you want to have sports in a relaxed environment make sure you speak to our sports team and they might they might find a way to get you in okay 
budgeting right now this is a new thing as well when you move to university you're left on your own your own budget uh, for a lot of you people it's going to be the first time you'll be managing your own finances uh, including tuition fees of course uh, books housing and also personal expenses one thing we're going to focus on today is the housing element of things uh, if you guys don't know accommodation next year is not provided by warwick uh, you have to go out there and find accommodation yourself the options there are quite a lot of options uh, firstly you can choose to stay at warwick accommodation if you want to that means you can choose to stay in a flat wherever you may be. It might be Cryfield, it might be Sherbourne, wherever it may be. They, they, they do have flats for second and third years if that's where you want to be. Other than that, there are options such as staying in Canley, uh, Kenilworth, and also Leamington. These options have their own benefits and, and, and the pros and cons. Deepan, do you want to touch on those? Yeah, so firstly, I'd like to say that, especially with accommodation as well, make sure you talk to your second years about it. So especially from our perspective, we've had experiences and looking for accommodation. So we know especially what to look out for. So I think the, yeah, the three main places are Candy, Leamington, and then you've got Coventry as well. So Coventry is not spoken about a lot, to be fair, because most people are either living in Candy for the convenience or Leamington for the kind of party atmosphere. So, so definitely talk to your second years about it. And also, so there are lots of options to consider when you're looking at your housing. So first, how close do you want to be on campus? If you're someone who likes to spend a lot of time on campus and is really is really really prioritizes kind of getting onto campus on time, I would personally choose the Oaks, for example. So the Oaks is where me, Manish, and some of the econ exec are living as well. So that's a great place to. It's a great convenient place first to uh, avoid any housing issues that may have you may have with landlords, but also it's a great student environment in general just to replicate the first year environment. But then also if you want to be focusing on your degree or you want to be socializing more so obviously candy would be the place where you want to be focusing on your degree more because you'll be more close to campus and you'll be able to access the professors a lot better but you also have Leamington Spa as well so that's a student area where there's lots of clubs and restaurants and all of those you've got the three main clubs like Smack, Neon and something else I forgot there's another club uh, in Leamington there are too many <laughs> nah, I think he means yeah, Casbah that, that's in Coventry though oh, so. Casbah, yeah, yeah that's in Coventry yeah I mean a lot of people will be living in Leamington you don't have to be someone that's you know want to party live in Leamington I think around 70% of the uni do live there so you can be a quiet person and still live there as well the one thing to consider which maybe you don't hear about until you start living there is the travel time uh, and it's probably the one downside for a lot of people is just getting the bus onto campus especially if you're living in North Leamington uh, th- those buses can be full in rush hour by the time they come so you might even have to wait for a couple of buses before you get onto it and then that rush hour traffic can be deadly as well I think I'd also say that you need to really decide who you want to live with. I feel that that's the most important factor because you need to be able to see who you're compatible with. You might have the perfect place to live and the perfect house to stay in, but if you don't gel along with the people that you'll be living in, living with for the whole of next year you will definitely struggle so i'm really blessed with good good flatmates i don't want to fat them too much thank but you thank you yeah no it's been such an amazing experience so far i love love living with them i've spent like my entire time at the flat with them and i'd really love to spend my time with them next year but i'm sure i'm sure there are lots of other people who are actually already struggling with the flatmates and already looking to move out so i would really say that I, I know there's a bit of pressure looking into moving housing especially you're just you're only one week into your university life so that may it might sound a bit concerning Concerning to you, but it's also a great opportunity to just see what houses are out there, get your name on there, find a group of friends, and then and then book the house if you can. But yeah, just be really careful with these decisions because this this is something that can affect the entirety of your next year. So really take your time into making these decisions. 
Okay, the next thing, staying informed. Deepan, I know you are always informed. Tell us how you do it. Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I read the news quite a lot, but I'm, I, know, I know there's kind of a difference between, uh, I'll just talk a bit about finances. So, this, in, especially in investment banking, there's like sales and trading and there's investment banking. So, sales and trading people or global markets people are the people who tend to keep up with current affairs quite a lot. So, that's something that's really important. So, what you want to do is you want to really find an economic sector that you're interested in. So, there are so many sectors out there like energy and mining, technology, media, telecommunications. So there's so many sectors out there. But first, what you want to do is you want to kind of judge the current macroeconomic situation of the country. So you want to see what the interest rates are right now for the UK, for the EU, for the USA. So how that corresponds to the future macroeconomic trends set out by the Bank of England, European Central Bank, and then the Federal Reserve. And the way you can access all of this information, so first you've got economic news journals like Financial Times, uh, Reuters, and even Bloomberg's. And especially with Financial Times, if you have a worry email ID, which I'd assume you all do, because you study at the University of Warwick, you can actually use that email ID to get a free uh, three, it's either a one year or a three year subscription with the Financial Times. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a three year subscription, so definitely get on that because mm -hmm. there'll be times where even uh, in your modules you'll be asked to read articles on The Economist, on the FT, um, so you'll need the membership to do that. And so you'd have to pay for it, it's all for free. And I think also with, with reading the news, it's really important to not just read the news for the sake of it, but actually form your own points of view. So this is especially important, not in terms of a career's perspective, but also from a degree perspective, because what's really important is that you need to be able to analyze and evaluate different viewpoints and perform different arguments for them. And this is really especially useful for when you're writing essays for very qualitative based subjects. And this is really, so this year we're here, you can look at different economic news sites like Reuters and Bloomberg's, as I mentioned before, but then you can also look at podcasts. For example, I know the big bulge brackets like JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, they also have podcasts that look at economic news and they actually invite uh, experts within the industry to talk about the news in specific and you, you don't need to have lots of financial knowledge to listen to this once you listen to one or two podcasts you kind of keep up to date on what's going on in the news and especially within interviews when you're talking to for example professionals within the industry if they see that you've listened to the news and is something that you're talking about it would stand out to them so much because i know a lot of first years don't tend to keep up with uh, economic news and that's perfectly normal because we generally don't know what we want to do in our future careers but if you ha even have a slight interest into what's going on and you can confer and you can um kind of showcase that throughout your interview that would be so useful yeah you can see this is Deepan's favorite thing to do he can talk about it for a whole hour so i'm gonna have to stop him there um yeah next thing we'll speak about is networking so this is a word which again you hear a lot you hear about it a lot you sort of feel like do i have to do it do i not have to do it some people say it's important some people say don't worry about it just do it all yourself i think you have to find the right balance with networking. The good thing about Warwick is they have a lot of events for you to go to. Uh, the department will actually set up a lot of careers fairs. So go to all those careers fairs. You'll get a lot of good information about firms that are in the field. You'll get their numbers, maybe some names of analysts who work there. And they're good people to sort of talk to on LinkedIn and sort of get a better idea of their day-to-day -day work. Um, that's sort of my level of networking. That's the limit I go to. Deepan, I know you sometimes go a bit <laughs> further with networking. No, uh, yeah, yeah. To, no, to be fair, to be fair I, don't, I don't know. I mean, networking has been really useful for me to be first. So I know with the societies that I've been with in the past year, I was able to get in contact with some of the sponsors and the firms and any people who have visited the campus. And it was really a great opportunity for me to learn what the different type of careers are. So I'll talk about the financial services industry more specifically because what I, that's what I'm interested in. So in my first year, I generally did not know what I was going into. People say investment banking, M&A, sales and trading, equity research. I'll be completely honest. I didn't know what those terms meant. So what I really wanted to do is I wanted to uh, contact these professionals within the industry 
and really get their perspectives on what their what their views are on the industry. What's the difference between investment banking and sales and trading? What's the difference between a boutique investment bank and a bulge bracket? And by networking with a lot of people, you get to learn more about the financial services industry in general. And one tip I would say is that don't network for the sake of the referral. For referral, that's about. Uh, I wouldn't say that's a really bad advice, but I would say that don't network just for a referral because a networking is not just a referrals job type business. It's about developing and nurturing a relationship that you can benefit from the future, but they can also benefit from your conversations as well. So just make sure that you develop a good relation, reach out to as many people as possible on LinkedIn, and just get a perspective so that this can help you with your first year and your second year. Yeah, I think as a summary, just use networking as a platform, you know, to just sort of help you boost your knowledge. Don't use it as the reason why you're going to go into a job because you have someone's name or you have their contact. That's not going to get you the job. Okay, right. Too boring. Too too much stuff about finance. Let's get back into it. Guys, remember, just enjoy the journey, okay? University, obviously, is not all about academics. You hear people talk about university. They hardly talk about their course. It's about what they're doing outside of the course, when they go out, or, you know, what, what, what clubs they join, or what, what sports they play. Take time to explore your interests. The first year will go quickly, so you, you will have to sort of get yourself, uh, put yourself out there right now, because... Take time to explore his interest, meet as many people as you can, and obviously just enjoy the experience. Um, a final reminder, first year doesn't count towards your final grade. Congratulations if you do really well. Unfortunately, that hard work isn't going to translate <laughs> into your second year and third year mark. But as we said before, it helps you build those good habits. It helps you build a good uh, behavior. And then I would say is also say that what makes Warwick so unique compared to other universities is that there's a lot of social life that's kind of encouraged over here. So as I remember the welcome talk from last year, they even said that don't put yourself, don't pressure yourself too much with academics. Make sure you go outside, live your life in your first year, because as Manish said before, it accounts for 0% of your degree. So really, really take advantage of that. In your future, when you're working in your careers, you're doing all of your corporate relations and all of those stuff, you're going to be looking back at your university life and you're going to be thinking, did I really enjoy myself? Did I enjoy myself when I had no pressure? Did I really live the full life of a university student? Or was I just using it for the sake of getting involved with careers? And now some people may, might say that about me, that, oh, I only did spring weeks and summer <laughs> internships and I didn't really do much else. But to be fair, I got a good balance between the two. So even though I spent some time looking at future careers, I also spent time going to different societies, talking to a lot of people. I'm also involved with the economic society as well. So it's been a really enjoyable experience for me. And I really, really wish that you... Uh, have a good first year as well yeah i mean you feel like deepan is always working but when you go around campus everyone <laughs> seems to know him so I don't, I don't know he's doing everything all at once um okay right then that, that, that's our content covered for today uh next time we'll look to hopefully give you guys maybe some more career advice for thinking since spring week applications are opening at the moment and i know a lot of you have a lot of questions about spring weeks uh, after we did that that panel uh with our careers team do check out their 10-week program i've heard great things about it uh rev and i usually are, are our careers team and they've yeah. been working very hard on building this 10-week step into spring program so they'll be doing things like cv techniques uh, uh, cover letter planning that kind of stuff so do get involved with that um yeah and also a final reminder about junior editor applications so as we said before we open on the 16th of october and we end on the 23rd of october so that will give you exactly one week to apply make sure you put a reminder on your phone because this is an opportunity that you don't want to miss out it's a, such an amazing opportunity that you would not get in any other society you get to work on podcasts work on timely issues there's such a dynamic uh, dynamic environment within the economic society definitely apply Okay, thank you everyone for listening. For now though, goodbye. We'll see you in the next episode. When you come and